Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road, and we're excited. I got my partner, Daryl Spicer, with me, and he's excited too. I'm excited because we're going to bring trailer trucking to the radio. We're a couple old trailer truckers, and our ministry is to the driver. But you know, that's the way it started, but all of a sudden we figured it out. It's not a truck driving ministry, it's a whosoever ministry. So we're going to hopefully enlighten you a little bit about the trucking industry, but more importantly, we want to bring Jesus to the drivers out there on the road and to you. So join us now for Church on the Road. Isn't it, Daryl? It sure is, as long as I get home every night. Well, we're going to get you home tonight, Daryl. Don't worry about that. This driver here, he is an on-schedule kind of guy. Yes, he is. I could look at his e-log and tell he's excellent. Excellent driver. That's the only kind of drivers we like to ride along with is those safe drivers. And we appreciate you allowing us to ride along with you in the cab. And turn your radio in right now. Because James Payne has got a great song. 
just for you. Take that old dirt road, go back in time To that little white building, steeple and sign Reach Franklin County Gospel Light Sinners welcome, just step inside Well, Brother Billy would start to sing Sister Wilma played the tambourine God would send the glory down Then it all just moved uptown Long gone sawdust floors Red back hymnals and stained glass doors Lord, I miss the way it used to be Since they took the church out of the country Since they took the church out of the country At Andrew Jackson Junior High We'd never let a day go by I can still hear Miss Wilson say Kids, bow your heads, time to pray Long gone's prayer in school God's word and the golden rule Lord, I miss the way it used to be since they took the church out of the country Since they took the church out of the country Out of the country Since they took the church Out of the country Take that old dirt road Go back in time To that little white building Steeple and sign Reach Franklin County Gospel Life Sinners welcome Just step inside So we're going to have a message by my partner, Daryl Spicer, in about three minutes. First, we got a song we got to put on for you, and this is called Two Ordinary Men. And boy, I'll tell you, that's just exactly who we are, two ordinary men that God has decided to use. Here's Joe Arview with a song written by our good friend, Galen Taylor. <laughs> grain and steel We were cold-hearted and calloused from the years out on the road while the devil held the wheel We gave our lives to the Lord But the sinful lives we chose to live came with the dread 
awful cost Sin began to drag us down Our families all but lost Late one night God spoke to me He said this is your last call If you don't turn to Jesus Into hell you'll fall I cried out God you know I'm weak I've tried so hard to change Sweet Jesus, I believe, free me from this chains. Now my buddy, he still would not believe. He said I need a son. And if God will show that he is real, then I'll walk that line. He drove on through that lonely day His heart was cold as steel And then he saw that sign Out in that Midwest field The arms of Christ were open wide Blood dripping from his hands He said, my son, this one's for you Come and be God's man We were just two ordinary men, strong hands upon the wheel. We made our living hauling freight, cattle, grain, and steel. And we were cold-hearted and calloused from the years out on the road. While the devil held the wheel, we gave our lives to the Lord. One man's hands are still on the wheel Our nation's freight he hauls He spreads the gospel through this land A preacher he is called Now the other took a different road To that oil patch he was sent Telling men to turn from their sins To the Lord repent And now we're just too ordinary Every man strong hands upon the cross Standing side by side To bring the gospel to the lost and We were cold, hard and calloused From the years out on the road But now Jesus took the wheel When we gave our lives to the Lord You just can't match the love of God, can you? And the peace of God Yes, Daryl, you're exactly right. There is no comprehending or understanding the peace and love that God has for each and every one of us. And we appreciate you. We appreciate uh, all of our chaplains for Channel 21 Ministry. And this message that we're going to share today is from that conference line that we have every week on Channel 21 Ministries chaplain line. And if you'd like to join us on that chaplain line, we open it up to whosoever. All you have to do is dial 727-731-5062, 5 p.m. Central Time, each Thursday, and you can join the Channel 21 chaplains on the conference line. You'll hear some great messages by Chaplain Daryl Spicer, Chaplain Richie Turnbow, Chaplain Cliff Clark, and some others that you'll be hearing from on our chaplain line. So tune in. We'd be glad to have you. 727-731-5062, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Central Time. Now here's that message that we had recently with our 
founder of Channel 21 Ministries, Chaplain Daryl Spicer. Here's my partner, Daryl Spicer. Well, brother, I hope you got a good editing program on that uh, <laughs> that new program you have and a good delete button so you can fix it. When I go with all the do's and the ah's and the does, you need to take some of that redneck out of this for me. And I used to be the men's director at our church. I used to have, a do, have to do a monthly newsletter. I'd finish it up and I'd email it to our secretary because she was a retired school English teacher. And I say, I need you to take the redneck out of here. <laughs> it'd take her longer to fix it than it did me to make it. But, uh, I, Gary, I appreciate this opportunity. It's always an honor to share God's word with these chaplains. But they're good people. They love Jesus. They've got a they got big shoes to fill. They're, they're doing what the Lord's told them to do, uh, what he left them to do. Y'all was talking about them bibbed overalls. I used to wear them some, but I look like junior samples in a pair of bibbed overalls now. I know that's a thought. But anyways, I appreciate this opportunity. I'm amazed when I think about that I have almost spent 72 near New Year's Eve in this old world. It, at 72 is coming up. It's amazing. But I can only remember two of them. Not that I was too blitzed to remember all of them. That's not the case. It's just that uh, they just wasn't all that important. I do remember being laid over in Joplin, Missouri on New Year's Eve at a Holiday Inn bar. Now, that's a happening place on New Year's Eve. There was me and three other people in a three-piece band. You don't get much, you don't get much lonelier than that. But uh, I was headed out west. I had to leave home right after Christmas. But uh, I do barely remember bringing in 2000. We had a big party here at the house. And we were waiting for that Y2K explosion that never happened. I'm sure you all remember that. How that 1999 going over to 2000, all the computers in the world might blow up. They had us scared to death. But that never happened. Just like most of the stuff that they scare us about in the news don't happen. But they did say that night I had a good time. Nashville and most of the other cities are about to have a blowout in a few days. I mean, Nashville just rolls it out. There are going to be hundreds of thousands of people lining the streets of Nashville. Most of them are getting snot slinging drunk and trying to find some excitement in their lives. But how sad they're going to be on the first day of 2023 when they wake up the same old sin and the same old problems. You can't drink your problems away. I probably get a few people on this line that tried it, and I did too. But this is this is about to be a new year. But it's not really a new beginning for believers. It's not like we stop one day and start the next. We're going to wake up in in 2023 knowing that we have a Heavenly Father that will be there for the next 365 days, and he'll be there for eternity. Problems? Yes, indeedy, we're going to have problems. We're going to have trials. We're going to have issues in 2023. But God, but God, we have Jesus. I have some very, very close friends they lost their son on December the 16th, 50 years old. He shot himself. The boy had three 
children, three boys, one senior, one a sophomore, and one was about in the fourth or fifth grade. This man took his life. This precious couple, they're in their low 80s. They lost a big part of their home down in uh, Fort Myers in the hurricane this year. They're trying to rebuild that. They live, they're staying in Ohio now. And I went up to her and I hugged her and I said, Ruth, I'm so sorry. She said, Daryl, I couldn't do it without Jesus. How do people do this without Jesus? But we have something to celebrate in the new year. Because we're going to have Jesus. This should be a continuation and celebration of what God has given us. God has given us his son. And with that, a way of having eternal life with Jesus. You know, that's the biggest Christmas gift of all for any of us. We receive the biggest gift in the world. It's the biggest gift the world has ever seen. Plus, we have been given the knowledge of who he is and have been told to spread the good news. See, we're in business with Jesus. He left us He left us orders, marching orders. Not saying it's easy to spread the word. You all know that. Sometimes you get rejected or sometimes you just sit there and you're like, man, do I need to speak to that man or that woman? Do I need to really... Uh, Am I going to be bothering them? But the efforts and rewards are so much worth it. You could say the rewards are out of this world. That's where we're going to get paid, out of this world. Folks, Jesus is coming soon. We have heard that our whole lives, but soon is closer than it ever was. You know, most of the letters that Paul wrote to the churches were written after the church had begun teaching of the teaching of the gospel and teaching what Paul had already taught them. If you go back and look at all the all the messages, the, the scriptures, if you read the New Testament and Paul's writings, he's trying to lift the church up, the churches that was already established. Satan had infiltrated the church with old lies and all the churches that he had started. He'd gone in and tried to reestablish Jewish mysticism and Jewish legalism and Greek philosophy and wizardry and paganism. All of this was attacking the church, just like it is today. Our churches today have been told that lust is love and marriage is between two people that love one another no matter the sex. Our churches is being told that, trying to shove it down our throats. Unfortunately, there are some churches that's bought into that. That abortion is a woman's right to choose, that it's not murder. Several times in Paul's day, he had to send in his followers back into the churches that he had already established and to see what they was teaching. Much like today's church, many preachers would rather polish apples to a full crowd than to teach the truth to a few. Some preachers are afraid to preach hell is hot and heaven is worth turning your back on, on sin. There are well many folks in the church that will cause the church to split in a heartbeat. Satan gets a wedge in on churches. He does the best he can. But we need to be aware of that in 2023. Our church homes need to be guarded. Our ministries like Lonesome Road Ministry, Channel 21, and uh, Faith on the Move, and all the ministries that's involved with Lonesome Road, they need to be protected in prayer. I spoke to a friend of mine just the other day. He said his church only had 35 members, and most of them are old. He said it used to be a church of over 150. 
He's only been going there a few months. His brother goes to a large church about 20 miles away of the same faith. His brother said his church would send folks in on a Saturday and canvass the neighborhoods for free, to send saints in there to help grow that church. His brother said his church would send folks in on Saturday and canvass neighborhoods, and he said that their mission is to reach the people, not reach it for their church, reach the people for the Lord. And that's awesome. When my friend told his pastor about it, they decided not to take him up on the offer. My friend got mad and he left the church. And he hasn't attended the church in several months now. You see, the pastor's accountable for the church, not my friend. Don't get all upset when the church doesn't do what you directed them to do. That is why Paul had to continually to keep an eye on the churches he planted. You see, (laughs) some church people are crazy. I know I'm one of them. I'm positive my friend did not approach the pastor properly. He has the social graces of a war hall. Now, the little church only has 34 members in it. You see, there are three different believers in the church today. Now, I know y'all heard this. There's the true believer, the non-believer, and the make-believer. And only one of those is going to make it to the kingdom. We live in the most exciting times in history since Jesus walked the earth. Did you know that? We have so much information right at our fingertips. We've been taught the truth and have the knowledge to test false prophets and slick pastors of the day. We have the word of God. You see, we don't have to or shouldn't start anew every year. We have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. If you're still living the life he has given you, then every day is an opportunity to be fresh in Jesus. We're not new believers on this line. There's not a new believer on this line. I'm probably the newest one on here. We are seasoned saints full of knowledge of the gospel. And I, I just, I think back to Paul. Is I, I, Paul is, like I said before, he's the John Wayne of the New Testament. I just, other than Jesus. But he, he's just, was an amazing man. And him and Silas went to Thessalonica. It was one of the first churches that they established. This area had a huge trading market. So Paul knew this would be the perfect area to start a church. And he knew the gospel would be spread to many areas because of the trading traffic. Much like the places y'all travel today because y'all are in the trading business. You have been assigned to take care of Jesus' business. You've been assigned to minister to the fuel clerks, the mechanics, the waitresses, the store personnel, even to your old nasty dispatcher and customers. Drivers, you're in the trading market. Just like Paul, he, he recognized, and the Holy Spirit sent him there because the Holy Spirit recognized that that there's a lot of traffic going through that area. Once Paul got there and he established the church, they chased him out. Um, He got pretty rough, but he did establish the church there. It's so easy to get sidetracked, you guys, while working 70 hours a week, especially spending hours alone behind a wheel, laying up in them lonely truck stops and customers for hours. I see a driver parked on the shoulder of the road or on, on a ramp, I'm thinking, man, he's probably got to spend 10 hours on that ramp because that electrical log. But that's why you need as much encouragement as you can get and as much knowledge of God's word and spirit as you can find. You're not always going to get that by just staying in your little cocoon in that truck 
you got to reach out. You're doing the right thing by getting on these lines and listening to men and women of God. Just teach and talk about the Word of God. Seek out men and women to help you, to walk with you and stand with you, to help stand guard over your soul. Have good leaders to mentor you. I know by reading Paul's letter to the church of Thessalonica uh, that he knew this church needed some more guidance. And he knew it needed to be on a continuous basis. See, he sent Timothy in there just to check on things. And when Timothy came back, he had a lot of questions that the church had, and that's why he wrote this letter. Because otherwise, the enemy's going to weasel in on you. First Thessalonians 5 is an example of his teaching and reaching the church. We're, going to be, we're in First Thessalonians 5. Now, I know if you're driving, I hope you're not leafing through the pages. I'm just kidding. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. What he just said was huge. But concerning the times and seasons, brother, you have no need that I should write to you. He's already told them what he's getting ready to tell them. But he's, he's saying, okay, we're going to talk about this again. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. You see, what's been happening in the church at that time was the Jews and the Greeks were saying, Jesus is already come and gone. That, that, that's wrong, what Paul was teaching you. So a lot of people was questioning. He said in verse 3, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pays upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. In other words, if they convince them that Jesus has already come and gone, they feel like they're going to have peace and they're safe now because Jesus is going to come back and get them every, you know, one day. But it says in verse 4, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should not overtake you as a thief. So we know the truth. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. That ain't going to happen in a few nights around Nashville. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet in the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he didn't appoint us to say, oh, woe is me, woe is me. My car's broke down, my, my left hip is killing me, my back's hurting, and, and, and my girlfriend just left. You know, that's not what we're supposed to do. He didn't appoint us to wrath. Verse 10 says, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. See, sometimes, and we all do this. Now, don't be polishing no halos now. Sometimes we don't get dead in the spirit, but we might get into a semi-coma. Sometimes we start missing what God has for us because we're having pity parties. Things just ain't going our way, and we don't understand it. Sometimes we get dead in the spirit if we're not careful. I got a text this morning, about 8.30, from a man that I've talked about on this line before. He's a yo-yo Christian. He's hot and he's cold. He's back and forth. He's back and forth. But this morning, his text to me was pretty serious. He said, uh, 
Brother, I, I woke up this morning about 3 o'clock, and he said, it's taking all I can not to kill myself. I knew that was serious. He said, can I call you? And I said, yeah, you can call me. So we talked, and uh, he was at work. He took a break real fast and couldn't call me. He was crying, and I said, brother, you're going to have to get serious with God. This can't keep up. You, you, can't, you cannot emotionally and physically take this anymore. He said, I know. And uh, he said, can I talk to you? He said, I want to talk face-to-face. I said, well, you work tomorrow. I said, how about Saturday morning? So we're going to meet on Saturday morning. I mean, he's, he's struggling. And verse 11 says, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you are all doing, also are doing. I'll ask you to pray for me that I will say the right things to Ron. Because you can always say, you know, before he called me, I said, Lord, help me. Make sure I say the right things. Now, I'm not going to do this on my own. I'm calling my pastor tomorrow, and I'm telling him what the situation is, and I want to invite him to meet with us if he wants to. Uh, see, i got to have a covering. And, and this is going to be, you know, uh, it's it's not, uh, it's, this is not my church. But, uh, and I've, you know, I've stepped down from being a care pastor, but that doesn't mean I don't care. Verse 12 says, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Just like I just said, that my pastor's over me. He said, and admonish you. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. When we take care of our leaders, our pastors, we're taking care of ourselves because their job is to take care of us. And, and if, if they're not being taken care of uh, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, then we're going to suffer in the long run. I heard people talk about. Uh, people having money. Well, I've never worked for a poor man. I, I don't trust a poor man to pay me on Friday. I like to work for rich people, so I want to make sure I work to make sure they stay rich so I get a paycheck. <laughs> but we've got to guard our churches and guard our leaders. But always lift up your pastors. Always lift up Gary Rayburn. Make sure that he's got what he needs to do what he's been assigned to do. Pray for him. Aggravate him every now and then. He loves to be aggravated. Call him about 2.30 in the morning. Him or Joe argue, either one. And verse 14 says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly. Comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. But always pursue what is good both for yourself and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And everything gives thanks for this will be the this will be the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That pray without ceasing. Just as you go about your day, I don't have to tell you how to pray. You know what that means. Just just as often as you can, put your mind on the Lord. Do not quench the spirit, verse nineteen says. Do not despise prophecy. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from what is evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you. You completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Be preserved blameless of the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. 
He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Read all, brethren, with a holy kiss. I charge you, this verse 27, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle to be read to all the holy brethren. In other words, Paul wanted to make sure the whole church knew what they're supposed to be doing and what's expected of them. Not just at the end of the year, but the whole year. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. No matter what, we need to continue daily to be diligent with our assignment. We're still in our assignment. Until he comes, we're still in that assignment. Still be able to serve an almighty God. Hebrews 6.10 says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, and in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. He knows who you are. He knows what you're doing. You're going to get your rewards. 1 Peter 3 says, and 8 says, Finally, all you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or revealing for revealing, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to do this, that you may inherit a blessing. Remember what I said. Your payment's going to be out of this world. I read something today from one of our chaplains' wife, and she's actually a chaplain, Tammy Richardson. She had it on her Facebook page, and I told her I'm going to steal that. It says, we are done celebrating Christmas, and in three days we'll be welcoming a new year. I'm not taking anything with me into 2023. If you owe me, don't worry about it. If you wrong me, it's all good. If you're beefing with me, you won. If we aren't speaking, it's cool. Be safe, and I wish you well. If you're talking about me, thanks for the advertisement and free publicity. If you don't deal with me, continue not to. I'm especially good with that. If you don't like me, I don't care. If you left me hanging, don't pick me up. If you feel I wronged you, I truly, sincerely apologize. In all things, I forgive you. Life is too short for all this extra unnecessary drama. No one is promised tomorrow. I'm focused on the future in my relationship with Christ. I don't apologize for giving him praise nor for my worship. Be blessed, but be a blessing. Happy New Year to you all. Gary, I appreciate it again, this opportunity to be the last speaker on 2022. So God bless you guys. Y'all have a good New Year's. I hope most of you are spending it with your family or a home sleeping bed. Thank you, Gary. Sometimes I feel like giving up. My back's against the wall And I've had enough Sins try to pull me Back to yesterday But I couldn't go back If I wanted to There's a cross standing in 
enjoyed that message and I know sometimes our uh, our addictions takes us away from God and if you have a passion for an addiction that's taking you away from God he'll help you get rid of that you're talking about an addiction it could be drugs it could be alcohol it could be a fishing boat it could be it could be a fire spitting bicycle like a Harley yeah that's exactly right so whatever you're passionate about is your God. So you need to be passionate about God himself, the only true God. Yeah. That doesn't mean we can't ever go fishing or we can't ever be passionate about something that we like. Right. But if we're putting things before God, that's when we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, we, God doesn't punish us. We punish ourselves. Amen So on what we need to do is we need to bring our passion back. You know, the Bible talks about what Jesus said, that the church has lost its first love. And what he's talking about is us. So if we lose our first love, the love of Jesus, and our world is turned upside down and our passion is wrongly directed, then drivers, you need to talk to the Lord. And we're here today to help you with that. If your passion is driving you away from God, you need to ask him for forgiveness. 
That's right. And you need to ask him to come into your heart and become the Lord of your life. And then, then the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. So if you like riding that old Harley Davidson, if you like going out in that fishing boat, there's nothing wrong with that. But there'll be time for that. And he'll help you schedule that time. So driver, I want to ask you today, if he's not the number one in your life, isn't it time to make him number one? And driver, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Lord, I love you. And I know that you died for me. That you died for my sins. And I'm asking you now, God, to come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Put a burning passion in my spirit for you and for things of God. And help me through this life so I can get to the next life with you. And if you've prayed that prayer and you've asked for forgiveness of your sin. And you want to serve the Lord. Then driver, you're saved. And we'd love to share that with you. So give us a call at Lonesome Road Ministries. Yeah, my phone number is 618-383-2107. We'd love to send you more messages just like you heard today that will help you with your walk with Christ. Amen. If you enjoyed this message today, give us a call. That's right. We'd love to hear from you. And now how about another song by our good friend, Joe Arview. Hallelujah. And give Joe a call, 618-927-927. 1986. Order some of his great music. You'll be glad you did. I was driving down that 18 Bottoms Road With a pounding in my head From 18 wheels on the road With a hard day behind I look ahead Through the windshield of my truck That keeps my family fed Well I caught myself a praying And wiping away my tears Thinking about a better place and time Where I found Jesus And he took away my fears I guess that's why I'm not afraid to die Take me to a better place, take me to a better time I'm tired of this hard living, still too young to die If I could drive across this valley and never see another day But I tell you, Jesus, that'd be okay But I'll tell you, Jesus, that'd be okay See my family and home Watch my baby girl Outside the play But life on the road is all I know And God knows I still dream of a better day Take me to a better place Take me to a better time I'm tired of this hard living Still too young to die If I could drive across this valley and never see another day I tell you, Jesus, that'd be okay Well, I tell you, Jesus, that'd be okay But I know there's still some things I gotta do 
gonna be right here until I'm through And God will take me by the hand and get them done Then I'll go on home when my time is gone And I'll take me to a better place Take me to a better time I'm tired of this hard living Still too young to die If I could drive across this valley And never see another day i tell you, Jesus That'd be okay But i tell you, Jesus That'd be okay But i tell you, Jesus I guess I'm gonna stay Yeah, I'll tell you what now, we love riding up and down this old lonesome road with you drivers out there, and we're so thankful that you let us in the cab with you. We are. And Daryl, we got time for another song by Joe Arview. How about that? Amen. <laughs> Gotta be a man and work and make a family and home. Read your Bible every day and don't forget to pray. Learn to take your licks when you are wrong. But I left my daddy's farm. Place where I was born I had this Roman fever in my blood I had to try and fly But no rhyme or reason why But I just couldn't outrun my daddy's love Now the more I keep climbing on this ladder of success The more afraid I get I might fall And after all these years I find my daddy still knows best I'm here today He's standing tall I guess my daddy had answer after all I'm standing here today to lay him in the grave just an old man with an out of style tie Guess what hurts me most Cause now I'll never know All the wisdom that died here in his mind 
Now the more I keep a climbing on this ladder of success, the more afraid I get I might fall. And after all these years, I find my daddy still knows best. Even in the grave, he's standing tall. Guess my daddy had the answer after all Yes, my daddy had the answer after all All right, friends, that's Joe Rview, and what a great addition he is to Lonesome Road Ministries. Thank you for letting us ride along with you today, and we look forward to our next program. Check out our website, lonesomeroad.org, or give me a call, 618-383-2107. Let me mail these music CDs to you, and you can help us keep this ministry going. So here is... Dennis and Leslie McKay, The McKay Project, with my testimony in song. This is a song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell. And then we give it to Dennis McKay, and he brought it up to a new level. And Dennis helped us complete this song, and it is on volume one. So here is my testimony in song at the foot of the tree. Roads of life lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed. When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Some road, and I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be, and I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past, but I called his name. 
this chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree appreciate you listening to this message today and we hope this message blessed you today and we want to hear from you you can call chaplain gary rayburn lonesome road ministries 618-383-2107 and remember this friends jesus loves you and we We do do too we'll talk at you later
truck stop cutie coming on to me Tried to tuck me into a ride, said I wouldn't be sorry Ah, but she was just a baby Hey, waitress, pour me another cup of coffee Pop it down, jack me up, shoot me out Flying down the highway Looking for the Oh